time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. It is Monday, November 1st. Man, I stayed up too late watching the World Series last night. It was so much fun. Seeing Houston come back. Yes, we live in Texas. So, yes, we're rooting for Houston. Like my wife said, they, if we didn't have a Texas team, we'd definitely be pulling for the Braves. So, it's a great World Series going on if you aren't watching it. <laughs> Between the trick-or-treaters didn't happen, so we have this big uh, bowl of candy that we're supposed to handing out. Well, we ate too much chocolate <laughs> ourselves, so that caused for a night. But anyway... So if there's a little extra energy in it, it's the chocolate that I ate last night. We're so grateful to have you here with us. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals, and we're here for mortgage professionals, although we have a lot of real estate people listening in on it, builders and the like, interested in those interested in the industry. But we're most grateful for you, our listeners. We appreciate you being here. Again, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anywhere, anytime. And we appreciate so much of the feedback. Again, we may have shared here recently about the feedback we received at the NBA conference. Much better attended than anticipated. Great conference. Loved it. Kudos to the NBA, the whole NBA team. Of course, Marsha Davies is so responsible for so much of the things that happened behind the scenes. So we're really pleased with it, and it was outstanding. But anyway, good to have you here, and thank you for all the great comments from all of those who were at the conference who passed on the fact that you're a listener and you really enjoy the podcast. Really appreciate it so much. I want to say that we've got as a hot topic is someone that I have respected in the industry as a leader for many, many years. She's just an amazing person, Kimberly Nichols, a Senior Managing Director at Penny Mac, and she's going to be talking a little bit about giving an update on diversity and inclusion. We're going to also talk about what's going on in the Wholesale Channel that she heads up for Penny Mac, but she's just one of my favorite people because I, I tell you, she's not all that. She had triplets. So, I mean, there's working moms, and then there's working moms of triplets. She's amazing both at a personal level and a professional level, and we're so blessed to have her joining us on the microphone here in the Hot Topic segment. So we put out some promotions on it, and they put out promotions, and oh, my gosh, I got so much feedback. A lot of people are really dialed in and listening to and ready for the comments. I also give a shout-out to Ludwig because they're the advertising agency. Barbara and the team there do an amazing job. So Ludwig Plus. Thank you for helping make this all happen. We are proud to be a part of the Industry Syndicate. Check out all the podcasts at industrysyndicate.com. We're also grateful for our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. I had a great interview with Michael Frattentoni. Got a lot of positive feedback. It's the interview I recorded while just using my cell phone going back and forth like it was a microphone. The audio came out, but the content was really, really good. If you haven't listened to it, go back and do so. Also, caught up with our friends at Finastra. They're doing a great job with their mortgage bot solution. A lot of new innovation coming in with them. They're now the number one fintech company in the world. You know, when you look at a company and you look at the leaders, like Penny Mac, a leader in the industry, you pay attention to what they have to say. So be sure to check out the interview that we did with Karen Jenkins on October 4th talking about some of the things about the importance of the user experience and customer experience. So there's CX and UX. A lot we could talk about that, but so check out that podcast. Grateful for their sponsorship as well as Lenders One, as well as the Mortgage Collaborative. These two co-ops do a great job of helping lenders 
connect with each other of their same size. Something that TMC has, the Mortgage Collaborative has, which is the Collabs. They do a great job, as well as Lenders One does the same similar thing. But it's really important that we connect with each other, hear about each other's struggles and what goes on in there. So check it out to go on and on about both of these co-ops. We're members of both of them. Pick one or both. That's what we recommend. They definitely get involved. It does not replace the MBA membership, but do get a member of one of these co-ops. You'll find that you'll benefit from it, especially in these times where shrinking margins, what are others doing about it? how to respond to technology that's coming out. These two co-ops will do a good job at helping you with that. Also, this Community Mortgage Lenders of America Association, grateful to be part of them, CMLA, as well as Incelerate. Josh Friend does a great job. Again, that interview from June 21st that we did with Josh Friend, still getting radically downloaded because of the radical things that they're doing inside their company to connect you with borrowers. Great borrower engagement platform. Also, when you're recruiting, you got to look at Mobility MMI, Mortgage Market Intelligence, as well as Modex. Both of these companies do a great job of bringing empirical data when you're recruiting LOs. Also got some great business intelligence, BI out there. Everyone's talking about BI and data. Well, both these companies have that going in a big way of what's going on in the real estate market and the realtors that are doing well. And again, a special thank you to our newest sponsor, SnapDoc. So thrilled to have Amy Moses and the entire SnapDoc team with us on the podcast as a sponsor. Check out SnapDoc. What they're doing in e-closing is they're fast becoming the leader in e-closings. Check out e-mortgage, everything SnapDocs. Appreciate it. One of the up-and-coming companies, and you will want to get to know them. Also want to say a special thank you to those that are regulars on the podcast. We have, of course, our beloved Alice, who's been here for 13 years since the beginning of the podcast. We also have Rob Van Raphorst. We have Les Parker. We have Matt Graham. And Alan, thank you to all of the regulars for their contributions that make this podcast so successful. It's November 1st, and I am so excited to have joining me on the microphone, Kimberly Nichols. Kim is Senior Managing Director at Penny Mac Loan Services, LLC. And she's going to give us an update on diversity inclusion, something that she has been really involved in, as well as just kind of talking about what they're doing in this space. Kim, good to have you on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Appreciate you. I'm so excited to be here, David. I have listened to your podcast for so many years. I feel like I know mm. everybody personally and to get to talk to Alice live this morning in the pre-show is so much fun. Yeah. And I just appreciated the content that you put out there. It's technically so rich and I learn something every single time I listen in. So Kudos oh, to you and your regulars. It's always so informative and helpful. And a big part of the success of the podcast is the Hot Topic segment. And it's because we have guests like you, Kim, coming on. And I respect you at so many levels. People that know you know what I'm talking about. You have managed the work-life balance like few others. You've got a great marriage. You've got triplets of all things. I don't know how in the world you do that. And you maintain such a positive, upbeat approach to business and your relationships. So I was really excited when your uh, PR firm, Ludwig uh, Plus, reached out to us. Uh, kudos to Barbara and the whole team there. They do an awesome job. And we've got Ashley listening in to make sure I stay inside the guide rails. So Ashley, thank you so much. She's texting back and forth in the background. So got a great team you surrounded yourself, Kim. And that's really one of the things we want to talk about. But before we go there, for those that do not know who Kim Nichols is, Give us a little bit of your journey in the mortgage industry. Sure, sure. I love telling this story because I did start in the industry as a teenager, and it Literally. all started wow. in a closet. So I was actually fresh out of high school, and I was going to college, and, and I was looking for a part-time temp job. 
and I had previously done some work. My dad owned a small trucking company when I was growing up, and so I did some invoicing and dispatch work for him along the way. So I put on my resume the shipping experience, and so this temp agency, not knowing anything about mortgage, puts me into this temp position with the shipping ah. department at a mortgage company. Ah. And I literally spent all day long, David, in a closet that was converted to a copy room no windows eight hours in there every day oh my gosh oh and my gosh. Uh, yeah i photocopied loan files and i kept seeing these were all being delivered to this person named fanny may who lived in beverly hills and i thought this fanny may must be something you know and yeah. as i was doing my photocopying the executives <laughs> would come in and i just talked to them and asked them questions and and I started learning more, you know, and, and the more they shared with me, the more I wanted to know. And then I'm just like hooked, you know, this, this business, you know, I could see it. It was truly fascinating, dynamic, and that's how it all started. Uh, that's, that's a great story. But what a great place to start in the industry, too, because when you start there, that's where you're looking at the sum total of everything that's happened in the business. And it's, it's a great way to get in and understand it. But you have done such an amazing job in the industry. So it's been many decades and you're just one of the professionals in this industry that we love it for many, many reasons. But wow, how have you managed a growing career and not just a career that has done well, but you, you're a celebrated executive. You're a thought leader in the marketplace. How did you manage that? I think this, I know this person is a female and has at least one at home, possibly two. Well, I think in a lot of ways, being in the mortgage industry prepared me for that kind of parenthood. And then that kind of parenthood prepared me for the role that I have today. So it's been this little cycle, right? It feeds off of each other. But I can tell you the reason why I've had career success while raising a family. And, and let's just say it wasn't easy at all times. You know, it, it becomes very challenging. And I think women can be a little bit more open about how stressful it can be. And I try to listen to that with my team. But it was really having a supportive leadership, supportive mentors, and being in the right culture every step mm. of the way makes such a difference in how we balance that and how supported we feel in our workplace. And that's the differentiator oh was really the support and leadership that I've had. Been very, very fortunate with that. Yeah, and, you, and a great, you know, a great partner with my husband kind of sharing the load and, and that kind of thing. I love that. I love the pictures of Facebook of you and your husband. It's, it just looks so good. Let's talk about something that's near and dear to your heart is diversity inclusion. You have been a leader in the marketplace when it comes to diversity inclusion, but talk about what your experience and journey has been and why you're so passionate about diversity and inclusion. Oh, sure. And really what Marsha Davies and MBA is doing with Empower is such a great movement. And I had such FOMO this year. I couldn't make it to the Empower mm -hmm. event. And I was seeing all my friends on LinkedIn and just the power of that whole experience that's being built. And it's truly a gift what these companies are doing to send women and men, for that matter, to this event and, and participate in it. And it just seems to get stronger every single year. So my shout out to Marsha Davies and, and MBA and the Empower movement. And like I said, you know, mentorship, culture, leadership, support have all been factors in my ability to have a great career. So as I sit today, I really am in a position to give back and then really bring those elements that have contributed to my success 
into the workplace here at Penny Mac and in our industry to foster that in women who could be future leaders in our industry and bringing more women into leadership positions. I think Namba and Tony Thompson and his yep. group are doing oh, yes. some great things to drive not only gender diversity, but ethnic diversity, just a more diverse workforce yeah. into oh, this industry. Um, you know, Penny Mac, and we just became a diamond sponsor of Namba too. So we are looking Good. forward to really engaging there and realizing some of the benefits around that membership. And Penny Mac is doing some really cool things to drive diversity and inclusion here. Mm. And I'll talk mm. to you about one that I've been personally involved with, and it's called WeMerge. And it's really a business resource group for females in our company. And my colleague, Abby Tidmore and Tracy Hunter, two great mm. female executives here at Penny Mac, and myself, we founded that in, a, in an informal structure, I want to say six, seven years ago, of wow. saying, we have some great women here at Penny Mac. We should get them all together. Let's have a networking event. So we started this little networking event, you know, just kind of started organically. And then, you know, our chairman, Stan Curlin at the time, and, yeah. and David Spector, our current CEO, is said, we want this to go enterprise-wide. We love this. Good. And mm. let's formalize it. Let's take it enterprise level. And mm. so it just took off from there. And that was really the formation of our first business resource group. Amazing. I love and, that, especially when I hear it's being supported. I knew Stan from his previous adventures that he was involved in, such a leader in the industry. And it's so nice to see that it's being braced all the way through on that. I want to get Alice in on this because this is a topic near and dear to Alice as well. Alice, I'd love to get your thoughts. Any questions you have for Kim? It's so wonderful having you on the show. I'm so glad somebody already asked about how did you manage with triplets because that was going to be my question. I had two kids and they were nine years apart. Um, boy, that was overwhelming. Congratulations <laughs> to you. But I think, Dave, you know, just sticking on the diversity and inclusion part and the women's group, how do you keep that going? So it was wonderful mm -hmm. that you had the foundation. What are some of the core principles you think to keep that going at a company you know people say oh I want to get together and you know let's make sure we're sharing ideas how do you guys do it well you know it, it's been an evolution and we really actually drew from experiences of, of other companies as well because you would try some things that event wasn't the best let's go this direction and so it's kind of listening to the core of the female workforce here and what their needs are and it's iterative and now what we've done is we've transitioned from executives having the committee posts, if you will, and running the organization to we had members raise their hand and say, here are the four or five positions you can take on as leaders of WeMerge. And then you bring the membership in. They have an opportunity to foster their leadership skills by taking a leadership position in the resource group. They're coming forth with even more ideas that I think serves the female community even more than I'm sitting here as an executive thinking, what do I think they need? But then the membership is coming forth with all of these amazing ideas. And uh, mentorship is, mm, is a go. big theme. It is so big. We hear it all the time. I would like some mentorship opportunities. And we see that across all of our different BRGs here at Penny Mac. And we have a number of them. We have a black BRG, veterans, LGBTQ+, Hispanic and Latin, 
Asian and Pacific Islander. And so we have established that construct of having our, our BRG members be the leaders of these organizations. And then you see these future leaders emerge from the membership of the BRGs. And it, it's fantastic to watch. Alice, what I was thinking about is the comment that I commented last week when you listened to Malcolm Gladwell talking about why we need to get back to work. And it's really about the mentorship and what he picked up when he sat next to Bob Woodard, the famous journalist. And he sat there as a new journalist and studied and watched him. And I think we pick up so much of that while in the workplace. So can't wait to get more of your perspective on that. But there's so much we could talk about, Kim, with you here as a guest. One of the things I want to talk about is some of the growth that Penny Mac is experiencing and your commitment to wholesale. We consult mostly the mortgage bankers and some of which are in the retail, some of which are in the wholesale business. But most of the Penny Mac, when you mention it, most people say, well, we know them as our correspondent lender and a really good one. Talk about your commitment to the wholesale channel. Yeah, so we're really excited for our growth in the wholesale channel. You know, we launched the wholesale channel initially in the non-delegated space mm-hmm. about four years ago. And then yeah. in parallel, we were building out the broker channel and getting our technology ready to enter that space. And so we're now about three and a half years into into wholesale in the broker sense and just had tremendous growth. And we sit here as a top six lender in, in the wholesale channel. And we're continuing to, to innovate around tech and really you know, closely examining the, the broker experience in the channel. And what we're really seeking to do is just really bring all of the capabilities of a large-scale tech-enabled lender into that, call it the the office of the single LO broker owner, and equipping them with all of the capabilities that these scale lenders have. And, I mean, that's what's so exciting about tech is that we really do have the power to do that. And so that's our commitment to the broker channel is to bring in all those capabilities so that the brokers can compete with large scaled lenders, whether they're call center or distributed retail, we want to give them all the tools to do that. Yeah, and you have some great technology that you have developed over the years. Alan, he's commented about that. And I've sat in meetings. Alan was previously involved with uh, Loan Logics, and I worked, consulted at Loan Logics, did a lot of work. And sitting right in the middle of the room and in the middle of every discussion with some of the PennyMac executives and what they're doing. So I see how your commitment is to technology. How have you guys balanced technology? Because there's so many technology choices out there. Have you created your own? Have you gone out and, and acquired off this platform? Just real quickly touch on that, if you wouldn't mind. Well, it, it's so funny when Alan said, you know, squirrel, right? There's so much out there. And it's a matter of finding the right technology that fits in your tech stack that solves a particular business challenge. And really easy to get caught up in that shiny object syndrome. And so what we're really committed to is looking at various pieces or tech applications that really will truly drive value for our customers. Like you can look at something it seems really, really cool and man, I want that. And then you step back and you go, Hey, how is this going to drive value for the customer? And, Mm -hmm. And so we, really talk about that a lot and, and we maintain a, a, a lot of discipline around that. Silicon Valley has really woken up to the mortgage industry, right? They, yeah. they see us. We've had a couple of really great years. Everybody's investing in technology. You're ready to kind of move away maybe from some of the legacy systems or applications that you have. And now Silicon Valley is like, hey, you know, that's, and you see mm-hmm. all these fintechs popping up. There are a lot of things that are popping up 
Some of them will be transformative technologies that will really help our industry. Some of them are going to be, you know, not so much. And so it's our job to really try to distinguish which are going to be the transformative technologies to integrate. But one of the things, you know, around technology, David, is, is really when I say Silicon Valley has woken up to our industry, that's not just with fintechs and new application technologies coming in. We're seeing talent being attracted to our industry. And that's what's been really exciting for PennyMac is to take that Silicon Valley level tech talent, marry them up with a business person who has a great mortgage IQ or tremendous operating experience. And Mm -hmm. you see them, you put them in the trenches together and see them collaborate. It is like magic. So that's been really a great thing that's starting to take hold here at PennyMac. We're seeing some cool things happen in that realm. Yeah, well, you guys are such leaders in thought leadership. And another thing, when we were talking about this, you talked about Penny Mac having data scientists, and they've done a lot of work and predicted the FHFA's new loan limits in a narrow range in the past five years, and this has given you a significant advantage in the marketplace. And so how did Penny Mac first get to market with the increased conventional loan balances? Yeah, we have a data science team that really looks for, you know, many, many applications to leverage our data into decisioning and workflows and numerous applications for that. And and sometimes it's using our internal data and and sometimes it's using external data. And it's been like sport for our data science team. Every year they write it down, we think that the FHFA loan limit's going to be here. And sure enough, they've been almost spot on, you know, just within a very narrow range for the past five years. And this year, you know, we've heard, you know, Mm -hmm. Kay Schiller, FHFA home price index, almost 20% year over year. We wanted to step in as soon as we could and give the market some relief, you know, especially some areas that didn't have high bow before, you you know, David down in your world in Texas really was in need, you know, with the appreciation down there, especially in Austin and some of those markets. We wanted to really step in and give our customers in the correspondent side, the broker channel, some advantage to go out to their referral partners and say, hey, I can help you now. And they had something to position that was unique to them as well. So we were excited to do that and help you know, more and more consumers who are, are lining up trying to buy properties and, and having to wait you know, on jumbo financing to come through, got some relief from that. So we were happy to bring that to the markets and then expansion of the high bow limit here at PennyMac to 937.5 yeah. was another thing. And the folks here in California in particular were pretty <laughs> happy about that as well. But I mean, yeah. there's so many applications for using data in this industry. Yeah, but that came out so clearly when we were at the conference, walking through the booths. There's always been some level of data. We analyze data. There's business intelligence that massages existing data internally. But your data scientists are looking at both internal and external. What's the mix of internal data versus external data that you look at? I think it really depends on you know what you're trying to accomplish. And internal data we use for driving business rules, driving Mm workflows, driving communication. But the important thing, you know, just around data is you think about it. At the end of the day on a mortgage, after closing and everything, the fungible product is really a data set and a note, right? And then you have, you know, your process data that you can take to refine workflows. You can look for anomalies. 
You can use it for risk management. Oh, my gosh. I think we could spend a couple hours on that. And I'll quickly get out of my league here and want to see (laughs) our chief information officer, CIO, Lior, because he's so much fun to talk to about all of this, as well as we've got our data scientists here who go into a lot more detail. But I'll give you one example of how we're using data sort of in the broker channel is we look at various metrics to say, hey, is this broker's business driving efficiencies for PennyMap. And we'll look at various data points, and then we bring that data back to our brokers. And clearly, the same data that's going to drive efficiencies in our workflow and keep costs down, also, if you look at those KPIs, and we help our brokers focus on those KPIs, it helps them improve and enhance the client experience. So not only is using data great for Mm -hmm. PennyMac in our workflow, but it's also great for influencing the client experience. The brokers really appreciate that. You know, one of the things we look at is complete submission. The the consumer doesn't want to be nickel and dimed for Mm -hmm. different times for various documentation. They want to go to their files once, grab everything they need, give it to their loan officer, right, and, and have it come through. Well, everything all at once is going to create a much cleaner approval and and faster time to close versus, oh, you know, here's another thing. Here's another thing. So um, our brokers really love that and they eat that up. Yeah. One of the questions is, you know, there's the the concept of home ownership for all. And I I believe you guys have really been advocates for that, but where are the boundaries on that? And how are you managing that balance? We were very encouraged by what we heard Sandra Thompson say, as well as what we heard from Secretary Fudge of HUD. But how are you guys looking at that? And how do you balance the risk factor with the growth opportunity? Sure. And we did sign the homeownership pledge with the MBA on all three tracks. And we think that this initiative is just so important. And look, owning a home is such a big part of building wealth and generational wealth. And this is our opportunity to do our part in addressing not only the the racial homeownership gap, but also making a difference in racial inequality in this country. And really Mm -hmm. think of the roles that we all have, David, in in this industry. We can drive true social impact, but we have to do it right. And, you know, we'll be looking to... FHFA and Fannie Freddie and the MBA to help drive some of these initiatives to go down this path. What's really important as we do this is that we're not stretching affordability. We need to put people in homes and have them succeed in home ownership. And everything that we do, it's got to be sustainable. And I think, you know, in reading some of the comments that came out of the MBA convention, some of our regulators, I think as an industry, we are all focused on sustainable home ownership. And so I think that if, if we maintain that focus, these initiatives will be very, very successful. But you've got industry and mortgage bankers and banks and credit unions, and you've got to bring government and regulation all to align around these initiatives. I mean, we rely on liquidity, the secondary market. So all of these products need to be fungible in the secondary market. But it is really exciting. I love the focus coming out of the MBA and just the way the industry is rallying around this. It's, It's really great. It's such, I mean, the social impact is so powerful that we can have, and we're so fortunate to be involved in an industry that can make such a difference in the lives of individuals and society. I think it's awesome, and Penny Max is doing an awesome job, and you're doing an awesome job in the Wholesale Channel. Congratulations. 
Let's wrap it up with this one last question. What is the most important thing you want our listeners to know about the Wholesale Channel and Penny Mac? Well, I, I think that at, at Penny Mac, what I keep hearing, what's resonating in the broker community, is that we have a great tech experience, and mm-hmm. you know we're this large-scale lender, but we've really maintained a true sense of connectedness with our customers, listening mm-hmm. to customers, listening to their needs. And when we take that feedback, we have a very strong feedback loop to make changes in our process, in our technology. And so that's something that as we grow is truly important to me and this whole team at PennyMag is really maintaining that sense of connectedness to our brokers and a small community mortgage bankers and the non-Dell channel to make sure that their voice is heard and that we're changing to align with their needs. Well. So glad that you guys are doing that. I'm so glad that you have the commitment to this important initiative throughout. We create as much homeownership for all as possible. I'm so pleased with what the MBA is doing now, what we're hearing out of FHFA and now even Secretary Fudge of HUD. It's all very, very encouraging. I think when you bring in data science, all the technology that you guys have, and it's really partnering, Kim, with the right leadership. And you bring so much leadership to Penny Mac and to the industry. And I'm just delighted to finally get you on the podcast. So much fun. Like I said, I've listened to you guys for so many years and then to actually get to be here live and part of it is just such a treat for me. Thank you so well, much. You're surrounded by a great team. Ashley and I have been texting back and forth as we're doing this. So she's doing a good job. You've did an awesome job here being here on the first time. We've got to have you back. We've got so many questions we could ask you based on all the listeners' tips. Also a shout out to Ludwig Plus, specifically Barbara, for also making this happen. Great, great PR firm and all that they do. So you guys work with the best. And that's not surprising yeah, why you guys are the best in the space. So thank you for being here, Kim, so much. Appreciate it. We've had as our special guest again with us, uh, Kimberly Nichols, Senior Managing Director, Pennymac Loan Services, LLC. She is working in the wholesale channel and doing an amazing job. She's a true professional, guys. If you guys are looking for someone to just, who should I follow? Get around people like Kim. She just does follow, get to know her, get to, to understand what she's doing, what she's about. And uh, your career will be better for it. You'll be better for it as an individual and a, as a person and personally and professionally. Folks, so good to have you be with us. Next week, we've got some exciting uh, topics coming up. Very excited about continuing the topic on how do you connect with people. I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, CMLA, the MBA, Mortgage Bankers Association, Mobility MMI, Knowledge Coop, the Mortgage Collaborative. Have a great week, everybody. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.